0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Oh,
2: Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all filthy. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 93 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Jess, the Eagles lost their first game of the season. It was bound to happen, but it was a terrible performance against Washington on Monday night. I want to say that they beat themselves, which is partially true. We'll get into it, but our defense downright was beat on the ground which is very concerning looking into this week which we'll get into later but before we get in to their matchup this week let's go through this game man it was ugly
1: it was ugly it was really 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 ugly but you know as ugly as it was i really do think that they straight up beat themselves because at the end of the day i don't think the commanders, like, made enough plays to beat the Eagles. The Eagles didn't make enough plays to not beat themselves. Like, that, yeah, that's
2: a good point. I mean, the on the ground, they ran 49 times. Right. And it was yeah. almost just like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I don't blame them. Like, just keep running through them if you can.
1: Right. And, but, and in my opinion, like, the Eagles completely got off of what had been working for them this far. Like that's what we talked about a lot last year was, you know, for the, through the first, you know, seven games of the season, they were two and five. And one of the biggest issues was they didn't have an identity. It was a different team every week. There was a different approach taken every week. And while I understand that they had a new offense in place, they had a new coaching staff in place and they were trying to figure out, they were trying to figure out who they were. There were things that would work. And then they would go in the next week and they wouldn't continue to apply the things that did work. You know what I mean? So it was, you know, for, it it was like week one against the Falcons. Like I know the Falcons were a really bad football team last year, but like they went out and they ran the football and the things that they did and utilized were great and obviously worked very well. And then they came out the following week at home, home opener against the 49ers. And like you didn't know what the, what they were doing out there. And that's honestly, and that, that's what I felt like watching this game on Sunday. Um It actually, it reminded me, I don't know if you remember, it reminded me a lot. And I said this while we were sitting there watching the game to Joe, like it reminded me of 20, the 2017 Eagles when they went out and lost in Seattle on Sunday night football. Like, yeah, he just looked, like you didn't recognize that team, right? Like they were on a nine game win streak. Yeah, and they, All of a sudden they were just, they just like laid an egg offense defense, like dropped, ball. it was, you know, Nelson Aguilar dropped a couple balls that ended up in the hands of, of Seahawks defenders. Carson Wentz fumbling out the back of the end zone for a touchback, like just things that it, it just, it just went poorly. And I just feel like they came out and they weren't true to their identity that had gotten them to the eight, no start.
2: Well, okay. yeah, and it's also interesting afterwards to hear a couple players in the locker room bring up the fact that there's no pressure now.
1: So that's also another thing.
2: It's like, okay. obviously, everybody was talking about how they're undefeated, and on paper, they could have went 17-0 and with the rest of their schedule. On paper, we obviously, I don't think many people actually believe that because it was We just didn't know where. Exactly, and I think it also might have gotten to them in the fact that they, one, did already beat this team. It's a bad team. And also it's an arrival still though. So mm-hmm. I think it might've just been in their head where it's like they knew their first loss was going to come up at some point, obviously, but they probably were like, this is a division game. Like what if it happens now? And blah, 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 and psych them out a little bit. And it yeah. kind of looked like that. I mean, everybody, I mean, besides really Jalen Hurts, cause even that interception he threw, I don't think was on him. It was a beautiful yeah. ball.
1: He dropped yeah, it so. right where it needed to be. You, yeah, you so AJ Brown to make that catch. He made that catch. That was that. That was the same ball he threw to AJ Brown that first uh, touchdown against the Steelers. It was the same exact thing. Like, and guess yeah. what? You throw that a hundred times out of a hundred, and a hundred times out uh, of a hundred, yeah. you expect your hundred million dollar man, who's stronger than anybody on the football field with some of the best hands in football, to come down with that ball. You throw yeah. it again.
2: I don't like. Well, and that's the thing is
1: like. Yeah, and just to go off
2: of that point is, like, besides Jalen Hurts, once again, just being a dog, the rest of the team really just, like you said, didn't have it. I mean, it was probably the worst game that we've seen from Darius Slay this season. It was the worst game that we've seen from A.J. Brown this season. So it was just all over on all sides of the ball. The rushing defense, obviously, we already talked about it, 49 carries, over 150 yards to this offense. Like, it just –
0: there was so much.
2: It, like, seemed like – They just couldn't get anything going. And then when they could, something would happen with a fumble or I don't, I'm not really one to blame refs, but they definitely persuaded the momentum in this game with some of those calls, hundred percent on that face mask. That was that I'm still mad. That one, I feel like should be brought up actually with the NFL. The fact that Dallas Goddard is actually on the IR because of that play and
1: they didn't even call it. I think- we talked about on the post game show was should should it be able to if there you know every turnover is reviewed right like if you're reviewing that turnover should you be able to put the flag in there as well upon seeing the face mask and for me obviously like we talked about they tried you know with pass interference a couple of years ago that you can challenge pass interference and what we kind of determined was we or we agreed upon Shane and I was like there's no arbitrary face mask. It's not a, you know, a a gut call, right? Like the PI it's not if yeah. The PI that was called in favor of the Eagles in the beginning of the game, I didn't agree with that being pass interference. We got the call, but I didn't agree with that being pass interference. So it's such a ticky tack like one person could say it is, one person could say it isn't. You can't disagree with a face mask call. You know what I mean? Like, that's a great point. Yeah. You should be able to challenge something like that. That isn't a judgment call. It's either a face mask or it's not right. So, and I totally, totally, totally agree with you. I don't agree with blaming the refs for a loss because if one or two calls can determine the outcome of a game for you, you didn't do enough yourself. You yeah, win When the game, but momentum shift. uh oh, 100%. 100%. The 100% yeah, what's well, in there. I agree
2: and Jess, that's a great conversation. I really like how you put that because it is like they have so many cameras and, and have advanced the game so much like There's maybe Yeah, and maybe like okay, you can't um challenge a play where they just didn't throw a flag. But in situations like that where it's already a challenge um or like a reviewed reviewable play and another factor they should be able to be like yo we missed this call like you said it's undeniable it's not a opinion flag that they'd be throwing it literally would just be them like hey we really missed this call and I wonder too like them watching that review they had to be like
1: oh shit
2: you know like you felt it 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 was a
1: bad one the worst part about it is like then after the game, when they ask the refs about it and they ask them, you know, to ask, like, did you miss this call? They, they like want to be jerks about it and never want to yeah. be wrong. And they're like, it wasn't, it, it wasn't. It. And I'm just like, come on, like, don't be, it, it's, it's unnecessary. But again, like, it's frustrating that the Eagles, performance was so poor that those are the things that we're continuing to talk about because we shouldn't have to continue to talk about a face mask on Dallas Goddard one it's unbelievably frustrating because he's had like a pretty he's had a really good year for the Eagles doing all the you know not playing his part wise but doing exactly what you Mm -hmm. need out of him and it's it's a shame it's, it's it's a huge bummer to have to put him on IR and and it is a direct impact of what happened there so not only did they not get the call but they lose Dallas Goddard because of it like that's that's really frustrating and to me like adds insult to injury 100 percent like I don't know we're starting that game when that game kicked off like there were two things that happened that I thought to myself immediately this could not this is this has this is scary not go well (laughs) the first one was the roughing the kicker call that the, just a bonehead mistake yep. by the Eagles that mm-hmm. allowed them to stay on the field and go right down and score. Yep, that was the first one where I was like, mm, "Is it going to be one of those nights?" And the second one was when the starting the the first carry by running back was Boston Scott, and then it was Kenny Gainwell for the entire first half. Like we didn't see Miles Sanders at all, and I was those two things. I was like, mm, "This is going to be one of those nights." Just quite because- literally. Miles Sanders has been one of the best and most consistent running backs in the NFL. Why, 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 why? Yeah. You're not, why, why? And it you- doesn't make any sense, especially you just had 10 days off. Right. And
2: then you go in against the Colts. Are you terrified of just Saturday? Right. Like, like what was, what was the reason?
1: Yeah. There, there's no good reason there and it not utilizing that him like you saw what they were able to do when they did utilize him in the second half. Not utilizing him in the first half is one of the biggest factors I feel that allowed the uh the commanders to dominate that time of possession the way that they did. You saw what happened when they ran the ball. Like, yep, their defense is. I, I understand that they have a lot of solid names on that defense. You saw what you did to them once already. Like, just it, come on. I am I am shocked that at least
2: I didn't hear I might have missed it but I am shocked that we didn't get any of the players which I am proud of because it's accountability which Nick Sirianni we know is big on but none of them mentioned or blamed a fumble on the cold which I thought was interesting because at first I like when it was first happening I was like why is this going on why is this such a like reoccurring thing and it was freezing in Philly. I don't know if literally freezing, but it felt freezing compared to everything on Monday night. But yeah, man, I
1: I thought there I, was an interesting point after the Jags game, and I don't remember who said it. But I don't remember yeah, that game was, was pouring and cold. It was pouring, it was cold. Mm-hmm. And the Jags had four fumbles, remember? And it was some, I don't remember I don't remember if it was anybody on the Jaguar side or if it was on the Eagle side. I have literally no clue who said this, but they were asked about the fumbles, and whoever they asked, response was, "Well, we were playing in the same conditions they were. That's not an excuse."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, the 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 football team didn't have a fumbling problem because of the cold. Like very true. You know? so I, I don't know. It was it was just like people want want to be like really mad and it's just like it was I it mean it felt like like I was like of course frustrated in the moment but like all I kept thinking of myself was like it's just one of those games you know like I mean it was but I will admit it was an extremely
2: frustrating, frustrating. game to watch I if we have a bad game against indianapolis this upcoming week then i will be off the rails i yeah, think because I totally then agree. yeah because then it shows that it's not just the one it wasn't, fluke, it wasn't just in their head something's happening where this team's just going to shift they're, and right, it's also falling. like the perfect sweet spot in the season where teams that didn't perform as well in the beginning mm-hmm. rise up and teams that were liked out in the beginning fall off so right. It is about that time where you have to really prove yourself, and uh, mm-hmm. this week will be telling. Yeah. But before we get to this week, so with everything we
1: discussed, what were your takeaways of the game? What were you impressed by? I, I. So again, it was there were so many things that were frustrating because it felt like they could never get anything going, and they get something going, and they would be you know one step forward, two taken three. away. Yep. like it was just it was such a mess. But even with the turnovers. Like, they still lost the game on their own. Like, yeah, bad calls. Yeah, missed calls. But, like, they just – they had opportunities and they didn't take advantage. Like I said, it had Seahawks 2017 vibes. So, just, like, the fact that they can play such an ugly game, such a horrific game, and still be in a spot to win, like, without – They were in a spot to win Mm -hmm. without having to chuck up a Hail Mary at the end, right? Like, they obviously still tried, and the score makes it look worse than it was – But, like, they were still in a position to be able to go and win that game. So, you know, it does give you a little bit of confidence going forward that as long as they get their stuff together, like, you know, they're going to be okay, right? Like, if you're in a – like I said, if you're in a position where the bad call is the deciding factor, you don't deserve to win the game. So, you know, the refs were bad all game. I just – you know, it is what it is. But, like, regardless of how bad they looked, it's not like – the commanders were, you know, looking lights out, right? Like they weren't Mm -hmm. looking spectacular. The Eagles just continued to shoot themselves in the foot. So as frustrating as it is, because it's like, it was so winnable and you just, you just didn't. It's one of those things that like, you just, you you tighten it up and you're going to be fine. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I like
2: that you said um, the positive point was that we played like trash all around, but we were still very capable of winning that game. So I like that point. Um, I also, I mentioned it kind of before already, but I was really impressed that Hertz once again, the man of zero emotions on the field, he wasn't yelling at anybody that AJ Brown um interception that we already said obviously that goes against Jalen Hurts on the stats but we didn't see him come out and yell at um AJ so like I mean just stuff like that it just goes to show how great and it's a testament to him um he kept his composure he also kept his team into it because think about it obviously when the momentum was shifting as much as that this offense came out every single drive like nothing happened, like complete memory loss. And I I firmly believe that's a huge Jalen Hurts piece to it. And I think that's him. That's his leadership on the offense. And that's why they're able to do it. So like you said, I like that they stayed in it as much as they could, despite all the, the unfortunate events that took place, but yeah, they still were in it and they came out with memory loss every time. Jalen Hurts, great leader. And then yeah, concerns like I said, is just if it if we see that again this yeah. upcoming week.
1: Yeah. And I I think that, you know, I I hesitate to, you know, to to get excited about Jeff Saturday going on a run. I don't really think that's gonna happen. Um Saturday. Again, I think they've got they had a little bit of a fluky you know, anytime fifty million year old Matt Ryan. Breaks off of a a forty two yard run. That's a, that you know. Well, yeah, happening. we're gonna we'll we're we'll gonna get, into, get it. into it. Yeah, so so we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about this upcoming matchup, what we think, and you know how the Eagles can get back on track. Um, you're listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience.
2: Welcome back into episode number 93 of Babes on Broad. So we took you over the disaster Monday night football game that gave the Eagles their first loss of the season. But this week, they have the Indianapolis Colts. They're in Indianapolis. It's just Saturday's debut um, back home, I guess I'll say, in Indy since he played there. I'm assuming that's probably he considers it one of his homes. So it's a big game for them. Um, but they probably did not like seeing that the Eagles lost to Washington because they probably, I'm sure like most teams and most people that saw Philadelphia undefeated were probably like, it's coming any time. We got a chance. We got to play hard against this team. Yeah. So the Colts probably had that thought originally. But with them, I mean, at least if I were them, I'd be looking at this Philly team and being like, oh, shit. They got their first loss the week before us with this dominant, usual dominant roster that they have. I would Uh be terrified if I was Indianapolis. I mean, granted, they have Jonathan Taylor. This is probably going to be talked about the most pregame. Jonathan Taylor against the performance that this rushing defense has put up all season, especially on Monday night. That's going to be the biggest matchup I think talked about. Um, But Philly, they are the better team. And they're not idiots. They know Jonathan Taylor's the Colts' biggest weapon right now. So – We'll see, Jess. There's a lot that goes into this game.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he's he's not necessarily had the year that I think they were probably hoping he would have. Um, he has been banged up a lot of the year. Like, he only has two rushing touchdowns on the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and, and the other thing is, like, I, again, if the Eagles can get back to what they had been doing, and running the ball and dominating time of possession, they're, they're, they're going to be fine. Like, they can't let what the, they allowed the commanders to do, they can't let that happen again on either side of the ball. Oh, no. And, and again, that's when it gets concerning. Right. So as fluky as it was of a loss the Eagles had, I still think that, first of all, I think the Las Vegas Raiders are a, a, an abysmal football team. That's what I was going to say
2: before we went to break. I forgot about it. But yeah, that was when you were saying it was fluky. I was going to be like, yes. And it was also the Las Vegas Raiders that are absolute trash this year.
1: A bad football team. A very, very bad football team. And again, like if you let Matt Ryan break off a 42 yard run, you deserve to lose that game at that moment. Cancel the rest of the game. I don't care if it's the opening drive in the first quarter. That game is over. You lost because you let Matt Ryan run for 42 yards at one time. Like, yeah. that man, he didn't even – there was a spot where it looked like he was going to run out of bounds, and this man cut back inside and got an extra 10 yards. Like, no. I will say,
2: though, that is a very uh, Philadelphia defense th- defensive thing to do. We love giving a quarterback that's not known for his rushing abilities a freak play like
1: that. Yeah, well, after last week, they better not. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's all I'll say is they better not. <laughs> That's all I'll say is they better not because they are going – I oh, we will all flame them. Flame them so, so, so. Oh, well,
2: I mean, it would be one thing. If this was Frank Wright, like, obviously, everybody would be furious if you lose back-to-back games, especially against the Commanders and then the Colts because then it does get worrisome, like we keep saying. Right. But if they lose this game and it's Jeff's Saturday – A person that took a lot of heat, obviously had a great playing career, great analyst career, but has not proven himself at all to get this job. And people are acknowledging that if they lose this game to a head coach like that, I think Philadelphia may implode. Who did they end up selecting to call the plays on Sunday? Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head, now.
1: Because if they could, he was interviewing people to inter- to call the plays because none of them, nobody on the staff had called plays before. If they didn't find anybody, they were going to like let Matt Ryan essentially just do it himself because he's essentially the only person who has experience like calling it. I was going to like, say he's a vet in. enough, yeah. So I wonder what they ended up doing because yeah, I didn't pay enough attention to, to figure that out. I guess I should probably find out before <laughs> Sunday. But I, I mean, listen, like – if the offense is on track, nothing else matters, in my opinion. Like, the offense was so flat last week, they couldn't get anything going. They, they not only did they not dominate time of possession as they had been, they, I mean, what is the opposite of that was what they did. Like, they come out with Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell as their lead backs, and Miles Sanders, again, has been one of the best and most consistent running backs in the NFL. You deserve to lose that game. Like, you deserve to lose that game off the of bat. Like, that's how you come out. You deserve to lose that game. Like, Do you that, think there's a possibility they were, because it I, it is a shorter week
2: because it was a Monday game instead of a Sunday. So they lose a day there. Do you think that might be the reason they wanted to save miles to go up against the Colts? Uh, like,
1: in but in I don't understand opinion, that planning. I don't understand that planning at all because in my opinion, like, it's the NFL, like everyone has to do it at some point. Like, you know what you know how that works? Go up big in the first half and be able to pull your starters at the end and not have to ha- keep them out there for the the whole 60 minutes. That's how. Very true. That's Very how true. you give them rest. And that's how you plan accordingly. Like they did who was who the the Steelers and then they had to turn yeah. around and play on Thursday. Like mm-hmm. that's how you do it. Get up big, be able to pull your starters. Not whatever the hell they did on Sunday or Monday. Like that's the best way I can describe it to you like I don't know what they were doing but like that ain't it that that's not it like it they, it. whatever their game plan was was poor like it, it it was it was poor so
2: I think they I mean I obviously like they said it might have gotten to them that they were undefeated it was a division game but I feel like part of them probably also were like we already kicked this team's ass and it's the Washington commanders. This is the one we don't need to be afraid of, but I kind of do like that. That was our loss because one it's out of their mind, but two that shows them they can't sleep on anybody. So I feel like against the rest of the division, especially they're going to be coming out strong. They have to anyway, because obviously the other teams are good at NFC is one of the best divisions because of the other two teams with us. Mm-hmm. But I like that. I think it'll give them extra momentum and motivation going into this.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, as long as, you know, and again, the defense across the board had their worst game on all levels, Um, not just the run defense. They were, they were furious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, everyone play the way you're supposed to and get back on track. It's all fixable. Nothing they did was like, Oh my God, the season's over. It's like, you know, get your, pull your head out of your butt and play the way you're supposed to. And we, we can go back to being happy. <laughs> I agree. It's not I rocket agree. science. I- With
2: that being said, what are your keys to success for this game? Cause it is one of those things where like, even just talking about it, like as we're going through it, it's like, we should win this game. The only thing that gives me any hesitation is just my normal Philadelphia scars from yeah. Philadelphia sports of the past that creep up. And I'm like, but this is when it all can go bad, you know? And like, but in reality, this team is too good. So I don't think that's going to happen. Yes. It's so almost, how do you see this playing out?
1: I, I really just think like, just my key to success is play the opposite of the way you played on Sunday. Like <laughs> my key to success is pull your head out of your butt and play a, the appropriate game of football that you're supposed to play like it's I don't know I just think like based on the sample size of what we've seen so so far through nine games, it's like they played eight games one way and they played this one game the other way. I have to believe that they're going to lean back to playing the way they played in the first eight games. So if they could just do that and we know they're capable of doing that, and while I understand that you know they're going to have to be adjustments like one of their best plays, is that tight end screen and yeah. it's, it's it's I mean I would love to see like I would love to know what the success rate on uh, getting a first down on that play has been because it's it has been borderline unstoppable all year. Losing that is going to hurt um, someone like Dallas Goddard who does not get tackled easily
2: yeah. and
1: drag players for extra yards. Like losing him, that, that's I mean I think it's going to prove to be a bigger loss. I, I know people realize it's a big loss, but I think it's going to prove to be bigger than even, than we're even talking about, um, which is disappointing. Um, hopefully it's not much longer than the four weeks that he, you know, utilizing the IR spots to be able to make sure that you have enough players on your roster right now is crucial. But like, hopefully it, it really is like a whole be ready at four weeks and not a Four weeks yeah. and we can activate him off IR, but we'll see what happens kind of deal. Um, So, you know, that one is a bummer. Um, I really hope that this ankle injury with AJ Brown, because I think one of the things with AJ Brown was like, he didn't look right after he got hurt. So I hope yeah. that's not something that's going to mess with him. Um, And he, yeah, I mean, he was only limited in practice. Like everybody practiced except for josh joby like there were a, a bunch of people on um the injury report aj brown Britton covey fletcher cox who mm, he's on my list he has just been such a disappointment and it's it pains me to say that but he's been such a disappointment mm-hmm. um, jason kelsey hassan reddick Devonte smith all those guys were limited practice but yesterday wednesday um and obviously avante maddox was put on ir sunday morning or monday morning out of nowhere um But yeah, I just I just think my literally my key to the game is pull your head out of your butt and play the way you're supposed to.
2: Yeah, I love that. I mean, because that's exactly what needs to happen. I mean, exactly what you said. This team is so much better than this Colts team that they're about to play. Yeah. So there is no reason that this coaching staff should not be able to have an adequate game plan and that this talented roster that we have shouldn't be able to out talent theirs unless Jeff Saturday is going to be one of a millennium coaches or one of the like coaches of the century where he just comes out and he's a mastermind. And we're just now figuring that out. There's no reason that we should lose this game. Um, Obviously I mentioned it before too. Our rushing defense allowed 49 carries and looked terrible as in the whole team also did look terrible on Monday night, but that was one aspect of it. Jonathan Taylor is, although he hasn't been doing too well over this whole season, he did rush for over 200 yards against Vegas. So take it for what you will, because it's Vegas, but just like things like that. I think it's what kind of are those like fear striking words to people in Philly, because we do all have Philly sports induced anxiety. (laughs) Um, But so with that, though, I feel like that's the obvious and that if we can see it, the coaching staff will see it. Jonathan Taylor, you need to shut him down. This defense knows that that has to be absolutely a no-go for this offense. And then our secondary playing as they usually do and as they can, they'll be fine with um, Pittman Jr. and Matt Ryan. Well, Matt Ryan going to Pittman Jr. and Campbell and Granson. Granson might actually be the sneakiest one in that, their tight end. Yeah. He had a decent game. So,
1: I mean, they well, do have pieces. He loves to drop his, drop his line and back into coverage, and that's just – it never ends yeah. Up. So
2: Yeah, uh, so, like, the, the th- pieces there, like, the Colts do have something. and But I think that's actually a good thing because Philly knows they can't just sleep on this team. And you also have to be on your toes because it is Jeff Saturday. Like, you don't – the Colts that we saw the first – nine weeks of the season aren't the quotes you see now because it's under a new head coach and a new coaching staff. So, um, I think it's just all about their game plan coming out strong, which they have to do stop Jonathan Taylor, which is the obvious answer there. And then exactly what you said, I literally wrote down, clean it up all the way on offense.
1: Yeah. And we've seen that, right? Like we were, we were a part of that a couple years ago when you have a, a new face, a new voice, something that just like gives you a little bit of an extra spark, gives you a little more energy. Um, and we saw it in, the, you know, with Jalen Hurts, right? Like he came mm-hmm. in and you and I said it a lot that season. There were so many issues there that like him being the starter all year, or even if they put him in as the starting quarterback earlier was not the solution to that problem. Yeah. There were so many issues going on that like Jalen Hurts was not the solution to that problem at that time. He has shown us wonderful, wonderful things and he is continuing to show us, you know, why he deserves to be a starting quarterback in this league and a very, very good one at that. But 2020 was just such a such a mm-hmm. mess for the Philadelphia Eagles. They for... tied with the Bengals. Like it was yeah. such a mess that year. But you know, you saw, and they were losing games and they were, the games were ugly and they were painful to sit through. Jalen came in, won his first game as a starter. And then after that, he looked good and the team had energy and there were promising things you were seeing, but they didn't win another game after that. You know what I mean? So like, I, this could be one of those things. Like you have a new voice in there. It gives you a spark. You go out, you win a game and then they might play teams tough and have some good things happen for them. But is this really going to turn their season around? Probably not. You know what I mean? So yeah. I expect it to be competitive. I don't expect the Eagles necessarily to, like, blow them out. I expect yeah, it to I be, don't be think a little bit either. closer of a game. But I just don't think that they have enough pieces and enough cohesion to overcome the – pieces and cohesion and togetherness and coaching that the Eagles demonstrated through the first eight weeks. Not this week, the first eight. So yes, I know yeah, I agree. Like, I don't know, like a more of like a 24, 17, Like that's the kind of game that I'm expecting this week. And I'm, I'm just expecting like, I'm not expecting anything over the top, but I am expecting a, more clean and crisp game from the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: I agree 100%. And as you were talking, I was trying to look up the spread. Um, and right now, they have the Eagles minus six and a half. I do think they win by a touchdown. Sure. So, yeah. So I'm going to say 27 20.
1: 27. Yeah. 27 20, yeah. 24 17. I, I totally agree. I agree. It's going to be that like and very, winners. very straightforward kind of score.
2: Yeah, and, no, I one of you yeah, literally one of the basic 2417. Yeah. One of those easy uh basic ones. Yeah. So I'm going 2720, but I also like 2417, like you said. So
1: yeah, lock just, it. One of those is happening. <laughs> we're always so far off on our show. We've been actually a lot better this year on our score predictions. We've been pretty close a couple of times.
2: We have been a couple Usually times. More real. so in the fact because I feel like we haven't really been like precise score, but we're like, yeah, like there'll be like in this region and the other team's going to be in this region. And that's when we get close.
1: Yeah. That's better for us. There have been a, I forget which one it was. We were really close and dead on. It might've been the Steelers one. I think that one, like our scores are off from each other. And I think they were like really close to what ended up happening, but you know, I just, I, I, yeah, I mean, motto of the week is pull your head out of your butt and play the way you're supposed to like, just do
2: it. Yes, please. Like, mm-hmm. because Jess, I swear to God, if something will ruin my happens, Thanksgiving, literally, I just want to point out if we do lose this game, that means that that Saturday where the Phillies lost the World Series and the Union lost the um, the MLS Cup, that Philadelphia would be winless since then, not Sixers, but just like the Eagles.
1: Yeah, so it would have went from, like, playing. the
2: best sports week ever to a hard stop.
1: Yeah, and the Sixers play the Bucks on Friday. So, gosh darn it, what are we doing in the world? Well, Joel Embiid had
2: 59 the other night. That was exciting. Yeah, on a back-to-back. And the night before, he had, what, like 42? He had, like, 107 and... points in, in two, two days. days. I know. I literally I tweeted. I was like load management jojo walked so that this joellen b can run.
1: did you see you know what's really funny they're in his post-game media of or pre-game excuse me media availability they were asking about the tape on his shoulder that he wore on saturday and he was or sunday whenever the heck they played saturday saturday i played both nights yeah saturday i couldn't remember if it was sunday and monday or saturday and sunday it was saturday sunday um he had the tape on his shoulder and they asked him about it he was like ah sometimes like I can't even lift my arm it hurts so bad but it's whatever like I got it it's fine it's whatever yeah. and people in response to those tweets were like trade this bum always hurt Tr-. and I was literally like okay this man just literally puts up almost a 60 piece at one miss free throw but like he single-handedly won that game
2: yeah literally. Like, what are you what are you
1: what are you saying I don't understand anymore you
2: see the drama coming out of the nets now that they're disappointed in the production that they're getting mm -hmm. from Ben Simmons and it seems like he doesn't even like basketball and it's like everybody just wanted to say he
1: just didn't like Philly we tried to freaking tell you this but even like okay I understand the offensive production was never there as much as we had all hoped it would be right he doesn't even look athletic anymore like he doesn't even I remember. Like he, I remember there were like he used to put the absolute clamps on Luka Doncic when the Mavs would would come through here. At, he would fresh. He had he got Luka to foul out at one point because he was so frustrated because he couldn't do anything against Ben Simmons. He, I mean, he made Ben Simmons touch Earth the other night. Like I don't even I don't know what happened, dude. I don't know yeah it's sad I feel I mean, like it's also honestly. might like
2: might be something deeper mentally and stuff I mean he also like was engaged to um yeah, yeah. Maya Jamma or whatever whatever her name yeah, yeah. is the British host and um that's broken off now like I really hope he's doing okay mentally for his sake yeah. and stuff because that would be sad
1: then. But you see that Joel Embiid's 50, he had 59 points the other night and Ben scored a total of 47 points this season. Wow. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah, man. Philly, you see some shit. <laughs> like- we have gone through it. I just need the Eagles to keep winning because we've gone through it and I've had enough. I know. We had it all just.
2: Just a week ago. Just a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah. We had it all. Right? (laughs) Uh, It's okay. They're going to, like I said, they're going to pull their head out of their butt and they're going to do what they're supposed to do. I firmly believe that. But thank you for listening. Want to know? Oh, wait. I was just going to
2: say real quick. It would actually, like, it's going to be crazy because, like, seasonal depression would be a thing in Philadelphia sports. Like, when it was sunny and warm and pretty fall in PA, everybody was on top of the world. And then it got gray and cold, and now it's coming crashing down. I know. It's gray, cold. So the Eagles are our only – well, not only, because we do have Sixers and Flyers that are just beginning. But Flyers they're kind of on the back good. burner because <laughs> – I know. But Sixers kind of on the back burner still just because I feel like everybody's recovering from that World Series run, and it's so early in their season. And they're playing
1: so poorly kind of across the board that no one wants to fully commit yet because we don't know what we're
2: getting ourselves. Yeah. We don't want to, we need still emotional recoup from everything. We don't have time to invest in them yet. So Eagles, please,
1: please, please (laughs) on that note, just do it for us. And that, please, please, please God. So, so thank you for listening to episode 93 of babes on broad as always. Thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation for hosting us. Make sure you're following all the socials. There's so much going on in all of our different shows and, and, and articles and Twitters and everything everywhere. So make sure you're subscribed, following everywhere. Thumbs up, comment, leave five-star ratings, written reviews, the whole nine. Like we said, you know, hopefully the Eagles pull their heads out of their butts and um, win this game this week. So go Birds!